Radio Daily for Weekend Eve <laughs> and all the fun things that come along with it, you know, like Jackbox. Well, not poker or, or karaoke this weekend, but I got to imagine those are going to be within the next couple of weeks. We'll talk more about that. We'll, we'll make it all happen. Welcome to the 11th of August with the fine folks from GeekRadioDaily.com. Wishing you a happy National Hip Hop Day. What? And raise your hands. Just, even if you don't care, you should just raise them up like you do, is what I'm saying. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. The folks. Because I care too much. <laughs> That are bringing it to you today. The man that knows exactly how you deal with the immense amount of fame that he has. It's podcasting for Sigfrid. I posted a video of myself online and 1,000 people have watched it. Therefore, I assume everyone knows my name and admires my work. Boom. It's there. just that simple. Hey, everyone. I'm the wonderful Billy Flynn. You know what they call people like you? Fashionable. Yes. What happened this day, sir? In 480 BC, Spartan hoplites... Using or under the command of Leonidas the first, along with Thespians, I'm assuming theater geeks, under the command of <laughs> Demophilus, fight to the last man in the Battle of Thermopylae, losing to a large Persian invasion force by let's go with Xerox the first. Please tell me you've never seen 300 without telling me you've never seen 300. <laughs> 1877, American Every astronomer. Every time I watch it, I got the sound off. I don't know how to pronounce these names. Asaph <laughs> Hall discovers the moons of Mars, which he names Phobos and Deimos. In Greek mythology, these are the names of the sons of Ares and Aphrodite. Deimos is Greek for panic, and Phobos is Greek for fear. 1896, the first electric light bulb socket featuring a pole chain is invented by Harvey Hubel of Bridgeport, Connecticut. 1909, the first SOS distress signal sent by an American ship is sent by the Arafo off of Cape Hatteras, North Carolina. It's Arapaho. Uh, I know how to pronounce things. <laughs> 1942, actress Lamar and composer George Antheil receive a patent for a frequency-hopping spread-spectrum communication system that will later become the basis for the technology behind Wi-Fi and wireless telephones. That's Headley. 1962, King Kong versus Godzilla, directed by Ishiro Honda, starring Tadio Tasukanami, Kenji Sahara, Yu Fujuki, and Ishiro Arashima, is released in Japan as King Kong Taigojira, the third installment in the Japanese series of the kaiju films featuring Godzilla. And no, there were not two different endings. That's an urban myth. Sorry, I hiccuped while you were doing that. That's okay. 1966, the time traveler encounters his old friend's son, James, again, now elderly, just prior to a nuclear explosion. 1980, former Michigan State University student James Dallas Egbert III shoots himself in the head in the living room of his department. He will die at Grandview Hospital on August 16th, just over a year after his notorious disappearance from camping on August 14th, 1979. The 16-year-old child prodigy's disappearance, which William C. Deere will document in the book Dungeon Master, The Disappearance of James Dallas Egbert III, leads to widespread urban myth in which role players die in steam tunnels beneath their campus, but gave us mazes and monsters and Tom Hanks. Donnie Montana begins his career in crime while he assassinated one of Fidel Castro's most trusted generals, Emilio Rabenga. 1987, Hungarian sculptor and architecture professor Irna Rubik, inventor of the Rubik's Cube, patents the Rubik's Magic Puzzle in the U.S. more than two years after patenting it in Hungary. People just wanted the cube, man. 1989, 20th Century Fox releases a sci-fi horror film, The Abyss, directed by James Cameron, Starring Ed Harris, Mary Elizabeth Monstratonio, Michael Bean, and J.C. Quinn. 1995, Squaresoft releases the role-playing game Chrono Trigger. For the Super NES in the U.S., the game story follows a group of young adventurers who are accidentally transported through time and learn the world will be destroyed in the distant future. Oopsie. 
1996, Microsoft releases the Internet Explorer web browser to compete with Netscape's popular Navigator browser. 2001, the Classic Gaming Expo 2001, held Saturday, August 11th to Sunday, August 12th at Jackie Gahan's Plaza Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Retro Design releases professionally boxed copies of Combat 2 for the Atari 2600 game system at the Classic Gaming Expo 2001 in Las Vegas, Nevada. The original ROMs for the game had been recently recovered after nearly 20 years of collecting dust. Retro Games made special arrangements to finally release the title to the public. 2004, Britain grants its first license for human embryonic cloning research. Okay, then. 2005, the Gen Con Indie is held from August 11th through 14th at the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis, Indiana. Approximately 25,000 people attend the event. Was I there? 2006, EA changes the language of the Terms of Service Agreement for the Ultima Online Morpig to make the creation and use of server emulators a violation of the Ultima License Agreement. The largest string of firecrackers ever assembled is ignited in Buchanan, Wisconsin. It contains an estimated 10.5 million firecrackers. And in 2010, Wikis van der Meerwe escapes from the MNU headquarters and slowly turns into a bug in that weird district. Birthdays? The very handsome and talented Chris Hemsworth is 39. From Star Trek, Cabin in the Woods, Thor, Snow White and the Huntsman, and name anybody else who can go better than him. Viola Davis is 57 from Law Abiding Citizen, How to Get Away with Murder, Suicide Squad, and basically playing Amanda Waller in The Gray Man. <laughs> At the end of her career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> M. Beth Davids is 57 from Bicentennial Man, Amazing Spider-Man, but I loved her in Army of Darkness. Miguel E. Nunez Jr. is 58 from Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, Return of the Living Dead, Harlem Nights, Scooby-Doo, and Black Dynamite. Dynamite! Jim Lee is 58, artist and writer for some of the best Marvel stuff ever. True. Look at the ones you love. He, he did that one. Brian Azriello is 60. He wrote 100 Bullets, the new 52 Wonder Woman, Hellblazer. Steve Wozniak is 72, co-founded Apple Incorporated, played himself on Code Monkeys, and for some reason was on one of the dance shows with celebrities. <laughs> I forgot about that. Ian McDermott is 78. The Emperor in Star Wars, of course, but did you know he was in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, mm -hmm. Sleepy Hollow, and The Lost City of Zed? See? I knew how to say that correctly. Nice. CBS. Well, I'm tired of you stealing my gimmick not being able to pronounce words. Uh -huh. CBS has a new big brother. ABC's got The Challenger on a new Pressure Luck. What's TikTok on a new Generation Gap? And The Sweetheart Swindle Con on a new The Con. I have one job. NBC has Law & Order, Law & Order Svu, and Law & Order Ock. Fox has your Chicago Cubs and Chicago Reds from Dyersville, Iowa on Baseball. CW, Olympia Ollie Chalmers Davis, an overly ambitious high school student, is shocked with an impulsive decision leads to her becoming pregnant with the child of her mother's work crush and a complete upheaval of her relationships on a premiere of Bump and followed by a new bump. Okay. Freeform, Mariana ponders her situation with Joaquin after talking things over with Evan. Dennis reconsiders parenthood. Davia's homeschool family decides to seek therapy. And Isabella's parents share detailed information about her past on a new good trouble that I stopped writing as God trouble. Bravo. Venetia copes with being excluded from Oliver's oyster roast and learns about her family's secret past. Craig spends time with Naomi, even though that goes against Paige's wishes. Paige, no. 
Shep hears wedding bells on a new southern charm. FX Jumanji, the next level. FXX Simpsons Marathon. FXM Bloodshot. BBC America, Training Day. I can't quote any of the good lines. Hey, look, Sci-Fi Channel, The Huntsman, Winter's War, with that birthday guy. I can't do it. DC, <laughs> Manchurian, that's my impression of Chris of Chris Hemsworth, is just... Works for me. Uh, TMC has the Manchurian candidate. We're watching the Lifetime Movie Network because a reporter's long dormant stalker reemerges when she returns to her hometown to investigate the disappearance of her childhood best friend. Corbin Reed and Jamie M. Kalika star in She Went Missing. The wonderful Billy Flynn looks at what Chad and Abby are up to now. If you know what TV show they're on this week, you could win yourself a prize. It's your further adventures of Chad and Abby update. Stefan and Chad examine some 40-year-old UFO sightings. This leads them to a small town where nobody wants to say a word, except for Marlena, who has a big secret that could break this whole thing wide open. Now, now, the town would rather that she stay quiet, but Marlena is a viper. When she does tell her story, it seems like old times. Stefan and Chad think the story is about the UFO sightings, but Marlena shocks them when she details the day after. Hashtag Chabby. Forever. No blasted letters today. Emails, no, but a, a crazy amount of correct answers because the show we're talking about has an audience that I didn't know existed that I need to become friends with because I loved this show so freaking much. And if you've got the slightest idea what the hell we're talking about and want to like send a bunch of praise for it, by all means, drop a note to podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Or, of course, a voicemail or text message. Just make sure you use these numbers. 510-G-R-D-Curl. And hey, seriously, if anybody does a podcast about this show, I want to be on your show. I love it. Let, let's talk about the show. Okay. We'll talk. We'll tell you what it is next week. Get the full spectrum of electronic selection at Tiger Squawk Records. TigerSquawkRecords.bandcamp.com. Facebook.com slash Tiger Squawk Records. Industrial, goth, electronic rock, EBM, EDM, IDM, experimental and noise. Spanning the globe direct to your earlobe. It's the record label with jumper cables. Tiger Squawk Records. TigerSquawkRecords.bandcamp.com. Facebook.com slash Tiger Tiger Squawk Records. Hello, this is Peter Davison, and you're listening to Geek Radio Daily. If you ever get a chance to be on a match game panel with him, I'm going to say that I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. You should make that happen. Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. Get ready. Prepare for Blasco. One thing I knew is that my allies and I had just obliterated the largest horde of rabid zombies I'd ever encountered, and then suddenly, Chief Wiggum 49 and Halo is my bitch 12 decided to frag me. Well, yeah. And this week, they can frag you in these things. We've got Rumbleverse, a game I've been looking forward to coming out. It's a wrestling-themed battle royale game from Iron Galaxy. It's available for the PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series XS. Axiom Verge 2, the sequel to Axiom Verge for the PC. Cult of the Lamb. An action roguelike game where a lamb who is saved from certain death must build a cult in their savior's <laughs> name. It's available for the PC. Arcade Paradise, an arcade building simulator. Relive that Joysticks movie for the PC. Uh, Shin-chan, me and the professor on summer vacation, the endless seven-day journey. Anime based on title alone? 
Uh, should be. And it's an adventure game about Crayon Shinchan experiencing his summer vacation in a rural Japanese town. Kazayabe, creator of the Boku no Natsuyusumi franchise, is working on the title at Millennium Kitchen, and it's now available for the Switch and the PC. I guess that means he's done working on it. Super Bullet Break, an anime-style deck-building roguelite game where you must save an online game world from a rogue AI for the PC. Gun Frontier. It's a vertical scrolling shooter developed by Taito for the arcade and released in 1990 originally, and it's now available for the Switch and PS4. Blossom Tales 2. The Minotaur Prince. I missed that episode. Lily returns in an all-new action-adventure sequel to The Sleeping King for the PC. Gloomwood. It's a stealth horror first-person shooter. How is it stealth if it's a first-person shooter? Game for the PC. Way of the Hunter, an open-world hunting sim from Nine Rocks Games and THQ Nordic for the PC. And finally, Fashion Police Squad, a retro-styled first-person shooter where you fight against fashion crimes. It's available for the PC. Stripes and spots? I don't think so. I'm not wearing any pants. Film at 11. Geek News! Taking a look at the world. From a geeky point of view, The Flash film star Ezra Miller's legal woes continue as he's now been charged with felony burglary for allegedly stealing bottles of alcohol from an unoccupied dwelling in Stamford, Vermont back in May, according to a Vermont State Police report. But, but doesn't he have money? Can he just, you know, buy some? But it tastes better that way. Following an investigation that included statements and reviewing surveillance videos, police found probable cause to charge Miller. The actor was ultimately located and issued a citation to appear in Vermont Superior Court for an arraignment hearing September 26th. Well, they probably ran all the evidence through the bat computer. The latest charge comes in the wake of numerous reports and allegations regarding the actor's behavior of late. He was arrested in April in Hawaii, booked on suspicion of second-degree assault, and in March was arrested on charges of disorderly conduct and harassment, also in Hawaii. Oh, that is not heroic at all. No. Despite all the attention surrounding Miller's alleged behavior, Warner Brothers Discovery Chief David Zaslav said last week the studio is committed to theatrical releases for the various tentpole DC films with The Flash, cited by name during an interview in an investor's call last week. The Flash is set for June 23rd of next year. <laughs> so thank God they canceled things like, you know, Batgirl and Strange Adventures to make room for such an easy-to-promote and publicize movies like Aquaman 2 and The Flash with actors that everybody loves. Yeah, there shouldn't be any potential PR issues. Nah. General Mills Incorporated, the giant behind everything from Cheerios to Lucky Charms and Twix, is bringing back four cereals that have not been sold for over a decade. Fruit Brute Monster Cereal, Frankenberry, Count Chocula, and Booberry. Well, I mean, that story's wrong, because like Frankenberry, Count Chocula, and Booberry have been available every year for like a while now. Known by an older generation as the Monster Cereals, these four flavors were first introduced by the cereal maker in 1971. With the exception of Count Chocula's frosted chocolate pieces with marshmallows, the other three cereals taste like different kinds of berries. The boxes will be available throughout the fall at places where cereal is regularly sold and come with codes that one can use to enter for a chance to win toys designed by the creator of the monster characters. Chance? Chance? I remember when we were guaranteed to get toys. That's how I knew which box to get. The four cereals have been known to appear and reappear throughout the last few decades, while Fruit Brute was formally discontinued in 1982, one could buy a box of Count Chocula as late as 2009. Or last year when I got a box every four days. 
As their mascots are classic cartoon monsters, many of these cereals have also routinely been brought back by General Mills for a limited time around Halloween. In 2021, all four of the cereals were mixed together in a single box called the Monster Mash. That's not a good flavor. I mean, what happened to the Transylvania Twist? Inspired by classic horror film characters, the monster cereals have been fan favorites for more than half a century. And this year, renowned American artist and monster enthusiast Cause, K-A-W-S, was inspired by the vintage styling of the original boxes, General Mills said in a press release. I love that they bring these back every year. And yes, they do bring them back every year, despite what the story says, except yep. for Fruit Brute. Personally, I'm a Count Chocula guy, but I'd love to see them do some more modern monsters. Maybe Pineapple Pennywise or Colossal Crunch or even Barry Babadook. I just wouldn't want to know what flavor they'd come up with for Bubba Hotep. In what must be recognized as a landmark event for video gaming and wider culture, an expanded Royal Philharmonic Orchestra took to the stage of the Royal Albert Hall in London to play a concert entirely of video game music. I mean, this is a premier concert series in the classical music world. It, it one of the premier venues dating all the way back to 1895, now administered by the BBC. Ooh, I'll be able to wear my 8-bit tuxedo. The Gaming Prom explores a range of music from the origins of game music composition in the 80s to the modern orchestral soundtracks of big-budget AA games. The compositions use a variety of genius tricks with percussion and wind to simulate the noises of synths and even at times the sounds of gaming hardware that would accompany the tunes. Well, the Royal Philharmonic... Well, the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra is known as the Blue Man Group of Fancy Music. If you're within the UK, you can watch the entire BBC Proms Gaming Music Concert on iPlayer. Those outside the UK will have to be content with just listening to the audio via BBC Sounds. But I'm in America and deserve all the things. The two hours of beautiful music starts with a commissioned piece based on the music from Kronos, The Legend of Zelda, a tribute to Pokemon, Echo, and the Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy VII, Liberi Fatali, a suite of Shadow of the Colossus soundtrack, a Kingdom Hearts arrangement, excerpts from Traveler, a Journey Symphony, then selections from Battlefield 2042 soundtrack, and closing out with some music from Dear Esther. You can find the entire schedule on the BBC Events website. It's nice to see fancy music connoisseurs finally catching on that video game music can be beautiful. It's also more meaningful because of the emotional connection to the games. Or sometimes, you know, more rage-inducing. Hopefully no one has an episode and, like, wings a controller at the conductor. Likely surprising everyone, miniatures-based skirmish game Heroescape is coming back from the dead and apparently bringing its iconic stackable hex grid pieces with it. Awesome! More stuff to step on. At least they're bigger than Legos. I might see them. The baffling news was appended to the end of publisher Avalon Hill's Gen Con Indie 2022 announcement and contained not much else beyond a name. Heroescape, Age of Annihilation, and the promise of future details. A teaser video showcasing several miniatures posed on top of the game's trademark modular hex tiles. Although it's difficult to make out fine details, fans of the original's high fantasy aesthetics will be pleased to know the ensemble included some extremely pulpy heroes posed with the weapons, orcs, and goblins arrayed against them and one very ornate dragon with feathered wings rearing up in the background. Think of the future tie-in possibilities! The modular hex tiles could be stacked to create terrain with incredibly varied types and verticality. Fantasy mainstay... Mi Fantasy mainstay minis captured the hearts of kids neck deep in Dragonlance and tabletop D&D or Marvel superheroes 
constructing different fields and imagining the battles that would play out was still very exciting. One of the earliest mass-produced customizable game boards. HeroScape has been officially dead for nearly 12 years, but it survived as many discontinued games do amongst a dedicated fan base who keep the hobby alive with custom battlefields, figures, lore, and more. It's not clear if original creators Craig Van Ness, Rob Davao, and Stephen Baker, who released it together while at Milton Bradley, will continue with this new version. Look, I played the crap out of HeroScape with my kids back in the day. It was such a cool, unique game, and I'm glad it's back. Just imagine what kind of new custom pieces and figs can be made with 3D printers. They'll be a lot cooler than the ones I made with pipe cleaners and dryer lint. <laughs> they won't have the heart, though. Please tell me. Tell us you've been to Disney Plus for Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation, an animated and hilarious adventure featuring beloved characters from a galaxy far, far away. And if the debut of the special isn't exciting enough, the original song Scare of Beach Party by Weird Al Yankovic has been released. The original track currently available wherever you stream or purchase music and has been made available on Disney's Vivo account on YouTube. A new Star Wars Weird Al song? Hell yeah! Looking for a much-needed break from Stormtroopers and TIE Fighters, Finn arranges a surprise vacation for his friends Ray, Poe, Rose, Chewie, BB-8, R2-D2, C-3PO aboard the ultra-luxurious galactic star cruiser, the Halcyon. But Finn's plans to have one last hurrah together quickly goes awry when he's separated from the group. While searching for his friends, he encounters three Force ghosts, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, and Leia Organa, who each share their own unexpected stories of vacations gone wrong, helping him to understand that holidays are about more than just having fun. Well, they were going to do a post-Rogue One special, but, well, you know. Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation features the voices of Weird Al Yankovic, Yvette Nicole Brown, Thomas Lennon, Paul F. Tompkins, Ross Marquand, regular Star Wars voice actors James Arnold Taylor, Star Wars film actors Matthew Wood, Kelly Marie Tran, Anthony Daniels, and Billy D. Williams. Now look, seriously, you need to watch it because this is awesome. It's very, very funny, and the Weird Al song alone sells the whole damn thing. But come on! You're Lego. You can do whatever you want, so why not give the people what they really want? The Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Eh? Yeah! Eh? You know what? Yeah! Because I've, I've been looking for an excuse all my life to have a Lego B. Arthur figure. Oh, man. And a minifig Harvey Corman. <laughs> right? Oh... No, we didn't forget about you, other person who's famous in the show. We're just not naming you because we want people to go, wait a minute, who, who, who are they talking about? I need to go find out. Oh, I forgot that guy. Gosh, I'm a bad person. I love him. He's great. Lumpy? <laughs> yes, Lumpy. That's who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Gleason and Lumpy did a bunch of work together. Tons of work. Drop us a note. Tell us what's going on this podcast at geekradiodaily.com. Of course, the voicemail or text message. You need these magic numbers. Right, y'all. 510 GRD. Watch that damn Star Wars thing. Watch it! Peace out, player. This is developing into a very bad habit. Good night, suckers. Well, folks, I am out of here. From here, you will witness the final destruction of the Alliance and the end of your insignificant rebellion. Give in to your anger. 
With each passing moment, you make yourself more my servant. No. It is unavoidable. It is your destiny. You, like your father, are now.